The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, an anthology publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Got Games in Dell City, Green Bambino, Paseo Plunge, and My Chic Geek in Oklahoma City, and Waving Wheat Bakery and Bistro in Norman, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 231 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. A local podcast favorite is back, baby. The Okie Show Show is getting ready to kick off its fifth season. Season. Joining us to talk about it are Nicholas Zabo and Brian Gilliland. Guys, welcome back to the show. Hello, hello. So good to be back, man. Thanks you for know, having us. So I guess for those who don't know, Tell us about the Okie Show Show. What is it? So the, so the people who have never listened before get an idea. So the Okie Show Show is a podcast that kind of explores behind the scenes of how to navigate the film and music industry uh, in Oklahoma. We like to say that we're figuring out filmmaking because we really are like we're figuring it out as we go. And we're talking to all these different professionals that have been doing it for a long time. We're talking to different um, studios and, and production companies that, you know, specialize in different things. And we want to help you get work, but we want to do it in a fun, enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of dumb jokes, comedy bits that, that that's just kind of for us. That's right. You know, there's, the educational, there's the educational uh, component. That's, you know, the main thing of the podcast. And then sometimes we just make stupid little jokes that make us laugh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's, you know, if you can't entertain yourself, no one's going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and we like it to feel like, you know, you're sitting in the room with us while we're hanging out with these really freaking cool people. Yeah. And uh, come on, come along with us on the ride. So, yeah, yeah that's really great stuff. Episode, yeah. That's why each episode comes with a special scent that we send, you know, <laughs> of like uh, specifically RBO, just so you can like really. Yeah. We want you to, we want to put you in the room with mm-hmm. us. So, yeah. you know, you have to it's, at least enjoy the, the, musk of people who haven't showered in a while it's like smell a vision but it's smell a cast smell exactly yeah, exactly it's really 3d <laughs> podcasting to <a> new <laughs> yeah <laughs> so brian the last time we talked i looked at a weird it was jan you no know, it was march of last year or january it was somewhere in the, it, was it was a the, while ago it was, man it was the before times the before times. <laughs> yeah before the world exploded yeah and Easy. There was all the stuff that was going to be going on where everyone was looking forward to 2020. It was going to be the best year ever. It was 2020. How could it be bad? Yeah. And then it hit. How did, how did 2020 affect your show? Oh man. Well, we, we transitioned everything onto zoom um, Mm -hmm. because we, we produce about half the season before we start releasing episodes. So that way we have a head start and then we continue to record as we go. And (laughs) It was a really bizarre experience last year of like, you know, we had half of the episodes in the can with all of our really cool people. And we were recording in the studio up at uh, Tower Theater. Mm -hmm. And then the lockdown hit and we were just like, well, what do we do? Like, how do we how do we do this? So, you know, we we made some adjustments and uh, we discovered Zoom, as did the rest of the world. And um and honestly, it, it's kind of worked out for the best. I feel like, um, you know, we can all record from the comfort of our homes. 
we have nice microphones now. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, and now we're it, it, it's actually given us the ability to reach out to people beyond Oklahoma mm-hmm. um, on a more consistent basis. So in this upcoming season, we have a lot more people that are calling in from like Texas and Georgia and, and that kind of thing. And um, cool. it's it's kind of worked out for the best. It's really cool. Yeah. Okie okay, show show cross country tour, mm-hmm. except we don't leave our house, which is yeah. nice. And not only that, it gets it gets your show out to other people because the more you do national, I mean, they've got friends. And and so have you felt like the show's grown a little bit since since going out and reaching out a little bit more? I think in a way it has, because like we were front and center, like whenever COVID hit, um, I think we were the first filmmaking podcast to feature a COVID coordinator because Oklahoma was the first state to to even have a COVID coordinator. So it, it like, it was really interesting kind of being on the, the front of all that on the mm-hmm. ground floor of all that. And so, yeah, we've got a lot more listeners from California and New York and Chicago and stuff tuning in. Um, I think mostly because like, we really kind of took on the, the mindset of, okay, now we're really figuring this out together. industry. The yeah. entire industry is trying to figure this out. The and the and the thing is, the whole industry changed. The entire industry, first of all, shut down all at once. Everyone lost their jobs all at the same time, and then everything started to restructure and figure out. Okay, well, we can't do lunches the same way. We can't have a set organized the same way. We've got to we have, we have to have these COVID coordinators and have this testing. Uh, systems put in place and all this infrastructure. And so we literally over the last year watched a whole industry change and evolve to keep everybody safe and to keep everybody working. And they've done it incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got to basically almost quarantine. You got to do it like basketball did where you're just all and don't leave. Don't yeah. go anywhere, you know, which yep. is weird for people because you got to go, go out to the nightclubs. You do. Oh this yeah. It's, yeah. It's killed the nightlife for crew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now everybody has to, you know, just sit in their in their hotel rooms and be like, no. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really killed like that whole camaraderie of like, hey, after the shoot, let's all go get a beer together and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And now it's just like sad drinking in hotel rooms. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to go back in my trailer alone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's it's been such a wild ride seeing everything. And now things are starting to feel much more normal. We've been doing this for long enough as a film industry that it's feeling much more comfortable and normal. And, you know, everybody's used to wearing masks now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so over the masks, but I'm used to it. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, um, I'm ready for it to be done, but I also understand the need for it. So yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. And it's been really cool to see like, you know, more and more crew are getting vaccinated and everything. We're getting that herd immunity and, mm-hmm. you know, we're feeling, I think we're finally starting to feel more comfortable mm-hmm. i have a question for you because i and as you talk to these movie industry people because at, at kosu at, at my radio station we uh, used to use the same mics and used to use the same headphones until the rona and then we stopped or stopped I, I would pull my own sock off and i keep my my sock separate and i keep my my headphones separate and i'm the only one that uses them and we've been making that practice regular. And as we're coming back into doing it normal, we're like, well, we should actually still be doing that. Oh, yeah. 
it's really nasty. We just didn't realize how nasty it was until the COVID hit. Yeah. It's really funny because like, you know, before the Rona, it was not uncommon for there to be flu outbreaks on sets mm-hmm. all the time. Like it was, it was kind of an, uh, an understood risk that, that crew just took, like, you know, there'd be jokes about like, ah, well, it's going through, you know, everybody's getting the flu. I remember when we were working on uh, children of the corn, mm-hmm. we, I had to miss the last day because I was so sick. I was so sick. I couldn't leave the house. So I had to have somebody cover for me. And he reported back to me that it like people were puking like crickets in a field. <laughs> and, it, and it was just like, and that was just accepted. It was yeah, just it's gonna normal. Happen. And yeah. now we know better. And, yeah. uh, and I'm, I'm honestly really happy about it because you know, you shouldn't have to have that unnecessary risk just to go to work. Yeah. I mean, and it's changed and it's changed stuff to where like you can't just show up on set and, you know, do the customary like, you know, kiss. Hello. Like we always used to on yeah. every film set of just yeah. like, hey, grip, how you doing? You know, no more of that. I do that anymore. And it's it's you know, it's a bummer, but it's necessary. Yeah. How, it's a change is, that needed to happen. How is the movie industry going to survive without the craft table? That's without the without the uh, food just spread out yeah. over an entire table. Right. Yeah. Just splayed out like a Caesar (laughs) who is having a feast. Yeah. Well, so the crafty table is actually kind of it's it's a little comical now because everything is like baggied up. Yes. (laughs) Like and there's two ways that they do it. Either it's all baggied up and like, you know, portioned out and everything. Or they have the the crafty person sitting behind the desk like a concession stand worker saying, what do you want? (laughs) want, want And it's. And it's Sanitize, a little spray. <laughs> Give it to yeah. you. And it's go. a little uh, a little unnerving because, you know, like you, you want to go up. It's like, can I have like seven Slim Jims or just whatever? <laughs> like, just, yeah. And then there's know, that pause. And it just doesn't it, it can't instead of just oh, let me grab all these. It's just like, no, here you go. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah. Do you need that, honey? <laughs> yeah. they always, that's they always say it like that. Yeah. No, but I that? want it. I want it <laughs> yeah. very badly. Exactly. My heart <laughs> needs it now. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's you know yeah. So maybe we think I, it's great to know that the film industry is doing that. They're they're thinking a little bit more. Just it just opens your eyes. Now, granted, we're going to eventually go back to things as they're normal. But eventually, there's going to be things you just go. You know what? We're doing them stupid to begin with. We're surprised we all didn't die already. Yeah. yeah. I you know I wouldn't be surprised if masks. Um, remained a normal thing on in close quarter sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think they're they're quite so necessary in like the cafeteria room or anything like that. But you know, when you're in a bedroom, mm-hmm. you're shooting a scene in a bedroom or an office room or something like that, and you have you know, it's very difficult to have a movie set that doesn't have at least five people mm-hmm. in the packed in the same room. It's a sardine can. Yeah. You know, because you've got your two camera operators, you've got a DP, you've got a director, you've got your actors, usually more than one. So that's six right there. You've got your sound guy, you've got your boom operator, you know, and then you have everybody gathered by Video Village doing their jobs, makeup, hair, you know, wardrobe right. and all them. So it, it piles up very quickly. And um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if masks don't remain the norm for close quarters. Hmm. I honestly wouldn't mind because everybody's just mouth breathing on each other the whole time. And the heat of the lights. I mean, those rooms get just very steamy hot, very fast. 
Yeah. And then, you know, I'm a sound guy. So my job is to make sure that the AC is off. Yeah. Yes. So I'm not helping the situation at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm getting room noise. Yeah, yeah. but we're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it, listen, it's either perfect sound or heat stroke. You decide. <laughs> it's, always a, it's always a lot of looks, like especially on a hot day as it goes off, like when the times I've held Brian out of just like, like hey, we got to shut the air off. And then everyone's just doing their job and just. <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I, I like to say that my job is, you know, if anyone's comfortable, then I'm not doing my job right. Right. Have, yeah. has, the, has, has, has intimate cha- scenes changed as well uh, as far as just because you still got to film them. They're in the script. How, have they yeah. changed at all? Well, um, there's a lot more. Uh, well, that kind of also ties into the Me Too movement of intimacy coordinators are now mm-hmm. far more involved, which they should have been from the very beginning. Yes, they I, it, that's something that really has always bothered me. But that's a, that's a side bothered a lot of people, but no one really spoke up. Unfortunately, yeah, it took, unfortunately, it took the Me yeah, Too movement for people to go. Uh, yeah, this is kind of disgusting. Well, yeah, because it's you know, people there's such an it's easy for there to be a separation when you're watching things on a two dimensional screen of you know, it's easy for people to dismiss the people that they're watching as just being characters on a two dimensional screen. But those are real people. Those are human beings that if you if you walked a little ways and you made it through a couple of doors, you'd be able to share the same space with them. Right. And uh, they're real people. And in intimate scenes like that, you know, the they do not hold the control. What, who holds the control is typically the director of the producers. So these people are being told what to do. Um, and that's a very questionable situation to be put in. Right. So there, there's that. Um, with COVID, you know, there's still there. We still shoot intimacy scenes. Um, they're very selective, typically, with how they do them um, and whether we do them at all. Prior to the COVID, we we had everything as a closed set to begin with. So a closed set is where only the bare essentials are on set. So you have the director, the camera operator, and the sound guy. Right. Um, <laughs> usually just the boom operator and then the sound mixer sitting in the hallway just listening mm-hmm. like a creep. And uh, But we all know what he's listening to. Yeah. And uh, so that is still a thing. Close sets are definitely still a thing. Um, you know, they, yeah, I, I want to say that you know, there's a lot of sanitizing and stuff that happens, um, but it really is just more. There's more rehearsal happening mm-hmm. and like walking through. OK, we're going to do this. And then, you know, we're in, we're out, basically. So it's not That's like having the intimacy, that. Yeah, <laughs> so so intimacy coordinator actually has kind of helped to yeah. kind of blend into, OK, there's things we cannot do and you've got to make sure to, to everyone's safe and. Because again, you're right. Yeah. These are people. It's really hard for us also because we're like, oh, these are stars who are actors. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're actors. They want to be there. Well, yeah. sometimes yeah. Uh, that's not always the case. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're they're, you know, put in a corner and they have to be there because that's what the script wants. And that's what the director and the producers want. They're getting a lot of pressure to do those scenes. Also, before when we talked last, uh, Oklahoma had not become we're becoming a, a movie hub i know it's weird isn't it it's fantastic you know i have this theory that oklahoma like almost all of oklahoma's industry is based somewhere in tragedy because (laughs) like 
we didn't get the thunder until Katrina hit. And then we got the, the yeah. uh, basketball team from new Orleans or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and now our film industry is booming because of COVID. It is a direct correlation with COVID. Mm-hmm. All the industries on the coasts shut down and their lockdown procedures were, were so strenuous that no one could really shoot there. Mm-hmm. So our tax incentive that, that the, you know, the film music office works with and, and has done a fantastic job has incentivized all these productions to just swarm in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, you know, I think that that's kind of an important thing for people to remember is that, you know, we are, we are benefiting from this. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's really kind of changed the whole industry and the way the landscape of Oklahoma, it's been really, it's been very, it's been a weird blessing in disguise. Yeah, the Compete with Canada Act, when the the legislature put that together, has really helped Oklahoma, and which is mind-boggling whenever you get a legislator who goes, we should repeal that. And I'm like, huh? That's making <laughs> yeah, so but... much money for Oklahoma right now. Yeah. So, and also uh, Cox Convention Center has now become a, a movie studio. Yeah, it's become Prairie Surf Studios. And... um I'll tell you, I mean, like, it's just so wild to think about. Like, I, I um, walked through there not too long ago and it's still it's the Cox Convention Center. All of those giant rooms are there, but now there's movie sets on them. Mm, like, awesome. just picture that in your mind. That's that is something that, you know, within the Oklahoma industry, we've been talking about for years. Um, you know, we've we've been dreaming about having uh an operational soundstage that's able to house multiple productions and stuff. And now we've got it. Mm-hmm. We've got it. And not only do we have Prairie Surf and Cox Convention Center, we've also got Green Pasture Studios out in the, the Choctaw area, mm-hmm. which is another soundstage that is also being able to house different sets and stuff. So, and, and there's talk of even more. Um, awesome. I think we've got, well, I mean, the Chickas or the, uh, the Cherokee film office is helping out with some sound stages up in the Tahlequah area. The Cherokee film office on its own has been, um, really pushing forward a lot of, um, native based productions and stuff. It's mm-hmm. been, it's, it's really kind of amazing to watch because all of this has happened over the course of one year. Right. Yeah. And so talk about your, you get used to your last episode was in September. All right. Uh, when was our last episode? <laughs> I'm trying to think it's been a while. I don't even know what time is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Been releasing, exactly. yeah. We've been re-releasing a lot of um, episodes from previous seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, typically our season would start in January. We decided to push it a little farther into the year because we actually wanted to also, we didn't have any holiday episodes this last season and uh i really missed those because especially our halloween episodes where we actually go to a location and essentially have a seance (laughs) (laughs) summon some ghosts yeah which is you know while we're also highlighting we did that at the overholster mansion which is super haunted but it's an incredible location and they're so kind and they're so accommodating to productions and then we did the Stone Lion Inn, which is the same. I mean, it's just an amazing location. And there's so many things that shoot there, but it's haunted as crap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which yeah, is like, just like the old Bluebell. Yeah. It's those, yeah. those oh, are man. They've uh, well, got so much history. This mm-hmm. year, uh, I just discovered the. Um, oh, shoot. It's the. 
Mary, there's a Catholic school that we're shooting at right now. We're shooting some uh, Lifetime movies. Wow, what's it called? I can't think of the name of it. Um, but anyway, it, it also, it's one of the oldest Catholic schools in Oklahoma the, the, the City. The one down on the south side that, that has, on the south yes. side of the city? And you're it right. It looks I like Hogwarts. Think, yeah. yeah. This yeah, is a building I didn't know existed. I've been shooting here for 10 years. I've never seen this building before. And it's so, so cool. It's It was built in like 1910. And uh, the fourth floor is super haunted. <laughs> they have this old freight elevator that you literally have to crank it like with your hand. Oh. You, can't, you don't push a button. You use a crank <laughs> and it goes up. And just on a whim, I was like, I wonder what's on the fourth floor. I had no idea. No one told me anything. I was just like, I wonder what's up there. So I go up there, open up the gate, and I walk out into the dark hallways of this old Catholic school, instantly get hair go up on the back of my neck, instantly get anxiety. And I, I, I was FaceTiming with my wife. I was like, look at this creepy hallway. And I start going down the hallway. And you know that feeling of being watched? Mm-hmm. That was the feeling. And I was like, I don't like it. I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> so I go back down and I go, I go back to the production office. And I'm like, guys, the fourth floor is really creepy. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's super haunted. <laughs> like, what? Oh, well, that makes sense. You That's should put I- a sign on the elevator. That's yeah, why all those kids were up there singing. Yeah. yeah. All those, oh, that's all where there was blood on the walls. Ah, all those pairs it. of twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think we're going to do a Halloween episode there. I'm going to try because it's just, uh, it's too cool of a spot. Yeah, which is great because Brian's kind of the only brave one. I'm kind <laughs> of a... I make my wife so mad yeah. because whenever we do those Halloween episodes, I have them like, we'll, we'll do the whole episode. We'll, we'll highlight the location and we'll tell us fun ghost stories and stuff. And then uh, I'll, I'll ask the location owner, can we turn the lights off? And then, <laughs> then we'll be like, if anything's in this room, mm-hmm. make a noise. And my wife loses it. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me about the fifth season. What do you guys got planned? Uh, we have all sorts of things. We, we're, we're kind of going back into really focusing in on the specific positions of a movie set and also the, mu- the music industry. So this year we're talking to... Um, scripts. We're talking to a script supervisor about what all goes into that. We're talking to a weaponer who is, oh. this dude is cool. He's from Range 405. Yeah. And former special forces dude, but now he works on movie sets as the weaponer, as the guy who, you know, focuses on all the weapons and, and all that. So we talk about the safety of, of working with weapons, about the importance of uh, non firing weapons and blanks and, you know, blank adapters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we're also talking to uh, the the series Connect, where we talk about creating a multicam sitcom. We've got a lot of really cool things. We've also got the makeup the the uh, makeup department head of Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, is a local from Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. and uh, she she gives us some really interesting insight into yeah. how they've been dealing with COVID and their procedures. Because when you watch Fear the Walking Dead, what do you see? You see giant groups of zombies packed together. (laughs) How do you shoot that during a pandemic? Yeah. She tells us how they do it. And it's really, really cool. That's awesome. When are you? When's your first show going to come out? First episode drops April 5th. Uh, New episodes will be every other Monday. uh, And then we're going to put an old episode in between. So that way we have, you know, 
something for you to listen to throughout the year. Um, we have it's going to be 18 new brand new episodes. It'll be going all the way through from April all the way to the end of the year. I think we take December off, but um, we're definitely going through at least through Halloween because we have yeah, to. Yes. We just have to. Definitely yeah. Halloween. <laughs> Yay. Where can people find your show? <laughs> Say again. Where can people find your show? Well, OK, so this year you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere that you find your audio podcast. But this year we're also releasing the videos of the interviews uh, or of each episode simultaneously that you'll be able to watch on YouTube and Facebook. So now you have a choice. Previously, we'd release the video portions later on down the year. Mm-hmm. Now we're releasing everything all at the same time. So you can choose to actually look at our ugly mugs or just listen to our shrill voices. Mm-hmm. It's a real Sophie's choice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rock yeah, a hard which place. one shall I choose? Audio <laughs> or video? I'm such an audio guy. I just like, I'd, I'd much rather just hear it while I'm driving. Because yeah. yeah. I've tried I, I doing YouTube too, while I we, drive and it doesn't work. Yeah, we realized <laughs> last year that... Um, that people like watching the videos quite mm-hmm. a few. So we, um, I, I just uh, kind of made the executive decision this year, almost as an experiment. We're just, we're going to try it out. We're going to see how it goes and, and what's going to happen if we release everything at the same time. Are you going back into the tower? You know, honestly, I think we're going to embrace the zoom format because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Kelly, our co-host of five years now, she has actually moved to Ohio. So this has also given us the capability of keeping her, you know, in the fold and mm-hmm. keeping her on as a co-host. And, uh, you know, her role in this show is so important to me because she is she is um, a mother of three mm-hmm. and she's actually not necessarily plugged into the industry. So for people that are listening, you know, they listen to me and Nick and like we're plugged in. We are in the industry and we speak that language. And for some listeners that are just coming in, it's kind of hard to to follow along with us because we speak this jargon. But Kelly is the audience. Mm-hmm. She is the, the the common person that's coming in for the first time. And she is observing a lot of this stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so she is very, very important for me and for the show because she keeps us grounded. She gives us that that fixed point of reference for people. Yeah. Right. When you guys say a, a, some kind of jargon that, that she doesn't know, more than likely the audience isn't going to know that either. So it, yeah, it helps exactly. you so what does that mean? So you have to kind of explain yeah. that a little better. And she'll call us out all the time of like, uh, could you, <laughs> yeah. what language did you just speak? <laughs> Fantastic. Where can people find you on the World Wide Web? You can always check us out at okishowshow.com. Uh, we're on youtube.com slash okishowshow. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram, uh, and then we just started a TikTok, so we're going to start releasing <sighs> clips of the shows throughout the last five seasons we're on our TikTok cool. that you'll be able to watch. And you know, we're also going to be—I'm discovering TikTok for the first time as like I've only been messing with it for a couple of weeks now, mm-hmm. and I'm discovering that this is super fun. It's also a young person's game, yeah. <laughs> so. Luckily, we also have a young intern who's coming on and she is, thank God, (laughs) that and she's going to be giving us some really, really fun stuff to, you know, to share with you guys. Can people find you? Do you have a Twitter, Facebook? Where can people find you? Uh, Well, Okie Show Show is on all of the socials, all the uh, the Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we we don't really do much on Twitter. Twitter. I have a vendetta against Twitter, Um, but. 
we will, thanks to our, our young intern, we will start putting stuff out on Twitter as well. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys had to uh, handle? Because you had the Oki Show Show handle. I know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, it's just Oki Show Show, at Oki Show Show. Yeah. Yeah. We just wanted to claim that. I'm just... Like if, yeah. if we, we're going to have it, no one else is. Yeah. If there's one show show out there. It's yeah. the Oki show show. No one else yeah. can have that. By golly. Yeah, Other exactly. people can be the Oki show show show. Yeah. Oki show. No, there Oki is another show. podcast though, that I, I recently discovered that I think it's a, a, a Korean themed podcast. I think it talks about like Korean restaurants, but it's the Oki Oki show. And it's okay. like, okay. I, or the Oki spelled our way. And then, okay. I Oki Oki show. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because for some reason people have like rather than saying the Okie Show show, people have been saying the Okie Okie show for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what? there's free, <laughs> free advertisement for the Okie Okie yeah. show. Check them out. So we really need to get a crossover episode. So the Okie Okie show show Okie show show. Yeah. <laughs> Our forces combined will create yeah. this most convoluted title ever. I can yeah. see the synergy now. Yeah, fantastic. So check everyone needs to check out April 5th. You guys start back up in a new season. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being back on the show. And, and uh, hopefully we can do this more often and, and maybe hopefully do it in person next time. I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I do like doing Zoom because I can we can do it at our own time in our own living room. So it That's right. kind of fits. I will guys. put on some pants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Don't have to dress up. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank yeah, you thank so much you. for having us, man. For having us. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. Our theme music was produced by Monument Studios. You can find me on Twitter at KLSU Michael C. And do you or someone you have know have an event coming up? Well, please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Nick Zabo and Brian Gilliland, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.